Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Uh, this is a different format than normal. And with it being different, I mean that I have a different guest with me today. That is, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a few things that some of you all have experienced and some of you all are going to get an inside look to. With me today is my brother from another mother from a different continent, uh, <laughs> my man, uh, Lou Chikuni from Bellcroft Bible Church. How you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic, brother. How's everything going with you? Man, things are well, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to uh, just kind of talk through uh, a few things, mainly about mm. this this men's advance that we went to uh, at the beginning of this month and the Absolutely. fun that was involved in that, man. So thank you for, you know, volunteering your time to kind of talk with, with me about these, uh, this thing. So first I want to get into uh, kind of like the theme, you know, um, mm -hmm. I don't remember there being an actual, like, Hey, here's the theme of the men's advance. You know, uh, if you could point it to, you know, a phrase, like how, how would you do that? Uh, the, the entire weekend, the men's advance. Well, I mean, first of all, like, let's talk about the word advance, right? Because it was right. <laughs> supposed to be right. a retreat, right? This is right, a, right. <laughs> a men's retreat. So as the conversation, you know, continued as um, Brother Lance Quinn started to present the verses and where we were going with it, he started talking about us being, you know, acting like men, right? So we have right. the... I think the key verse that just glued everything together was the 1 Corinthians 16, 13, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. And verse 14 is let all that you do be done in love. Yep. And so the the, the verse 13, that uh, the, the, the be watchful part, and once we got into understanding when he went into the Greek a little bit. I won't give it all away right now. I'll let you kind of, you know, draw us, you know, uh, give us, do, do the uh, roadmap so we get there. Uh, but once we got into that, um, it became evident that, you know, being strong going forward in what the Lord had, you know, has given us to do as men um, was the underlying theme of of, of everything. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good just just hearing that you know that term. It was funny too because then I saw I saw it change on the app from <laughs> yeah, men's yeah, retreat I to men's advance. So that was hilarious to me. It was like man, they actually changed this man. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I then and that, then that's uh, how we got there. Yep, and then uh, uh, Neil said, you know, all these marketing dollars yep. going into <laughs> Wabana being a retreat center. Yeah, I had to change everything around to to go and and be an advanced center, but right? I, yeah. So that that scripture, First uh, Corinthians sixteen uh, and verse thirteen. Yes. I, I I mean, if I could say like the theme of that, it would probably be the act like men or uh, the, the 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 Greek word that you were uh, referring to is andridzomai, right. and that 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 phrase kind of, it just stuck out to me you know especially mm -hmm. when it says act like men that whole thing is one phrase one word which yep. for me that's that's pretty powerful and cuz you know you can say you know to to somebody act like men or or mm -hmm. or you know uh and and some of the things that he wrote down uh was, was well I wrote down second samuel 10:12 it's mm -hmm. kind of the Old Testament equivalent of that. And there were so many different places where that was. It, and a, a phrase that's equivalent to that was be of good courage, uh, yes. to make a man of, to be a man, uh, be courageous uh, for our people, for mm -hmm. the cities of God. And that was, and then um, in Second Samuel, it says, and this what this is what pointed out to me. Sorry, I'm, I'm bringing up more scriptures because that's what he was sure. doing. He was just pouring out sure. scriptures to us. Yep, Second yep. Samuel ten twelve. Um, that scripture, uh, as I'm turning to it, uh, that scripture, like he said, was the Old Testament equivalent to First uh, Corinthians, First Samuel, First Second Kings. Got I got to say it out loud so I make sure I get 
get there uh, pretty <laughs> quickly. But Second Samuel uh, chapter ten, verse twelve. This 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 phrase really stuck out to me when I read it uh, when he mentioned it. Um, so I'm going to read the whole the whole verse. Be of good courage, and let us be courageous for our people and for the cities of our God. And this last phrase, man, and may the Lord do what seems good to him. Yes. I was like, yes. good grief. It was mm-hmm. like, look, we're going to be men. We're going to do what we have to do. But in all of that, what the Lord wills is what's going to come out of this. Man, Amen. that that hit me in the chest. I was like, whew. Because so many times, what do we do? We try to be the man and we try to do everything that we want to do because it's like, yeah, the Bible says act like men. No. Why are we doing that? It's to fulfill the will of the Father. That's it. That's that's where that's where it starts and that's where it ends. So, yeah. What you got, man? Yeah, no, that's 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 uh really good, man. And also just how many like you you kind of mentioned it, man, but just how many verses um the the term appears in like how he explained that it was, you know, so in the Septuagint you have, you know, the Andridzomai appearing in all these different places in the Old Testament and, and that mm-hmm. translation, right? So act like men, because it's often like the question is like, how do we how do we act like men? Right. So it's like it's not yeah. only just instructing you, but it's um it's giving you a guideline as to what it actually what you should do. Right. It's not mm-hmm. just a, a, like a term without, um, you know, meaning behind it or without really a. Uh, robust explanation like actually has that if you actually study the text and you know obviously one of my favorites is in uh joshua right you know be strong and courageous yeah like it's it's like you have these um instructions you have these places where the verse where that uh term is being used and then you if you look at the the those passages man how vital it was for like say Joshua in that case to be strong and courageous, right? Like, mm-hmm. like this is, you know, you have, you know, the, the the fate of your people. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you have to guide these people. God has given you this, um, this role to guide these people. And if you are not strong and courageous, man, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to fulfill the calling that God has put on your life, man. And so. Um, yeah, I just loved learning about that term, going deeper into it, and how just encouraging that was to uh, to just go and to to know what that really means, what acting like a man really means, to come out with the real meaning of that. So I'm gonna mess with you just a little bit because, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. you know, here on the Truth Talks podcast, context is king. We got to look yes. at the context mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see this until just now. Mm-hmm. That verse that I was referring to in Second Samuel ten, mm-hmm. uh, the the situation was, and if you go back to uh, verse nine of that, uh, it was it says when Joab saw that the battle was set against him, both in front and in the rear, he mm-hmm. chose some of the best men of Israel and arrayed them against the Syrians. The right. rest of his men he put in charge. Uh, Abishai, uh, his brother, and he arrayed them against the Ammonites. And he mm-hmm. said, "If this, this is the whole thing that that Joab actually said. If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for me, then I will come and help you." Then he says, "Be of good courage, and let us be courageous for our people and yes. for the cities of our God." So they were literally yes. in a battle that was mm-hmm. that. That, that seemed hopeless that, you know, they just didn't have any hope for this battle. They thought they were going to lose. But right. then watch this. If you go into verse 12, mm-hmm. the first verse of verse 12 is in the spring of the year, in the time when the kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants. And this is the story of Bathsheba and David. Mm-hmm. So, one of the points that he made and you know, it's one of the points that he said right after that. So then he did like a, a, a quick overview of, of James one, which, you know, we need to come back to, but one of the points that he said, the first one was be watchful, right? Yes. So yes. when you say be watchful, there were sub points 
Uh, I mean, he preaches like a like a like a Puritan, right? Uh, he is is be watchful, and it said be a preparer. Be a yes. preparer was the first, you know, you know, one. So it's like okay, so uh, the A point, the sub point, the first one was be alert spiritually, right? The second point was be on alert sexually, and it's like he literally was taking, you know, Lance Quinn. By the way. That was our speaker for the weekend, Lance Quinn. I, I don't think yes. we actually introduced who he was. Uh, I, I guess we could come back to him because he's he's a, 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 a I say a, a interesting story uh, in himself. But um, it was I just found that ironic how uh, in that context the battle was raging on both sides, and then mm-hmm. right after that, David and Bathsheba, and one of the things that he said, Lance Quinn said, was you have to be on alert spiritually. And you have to be on alert sexually because obviously David was not being alert. And uh, I've heard Pastor Matt say this a couple of times. If you just look at first Samuel, starting from verse one, then going all the way to verse uh, chapter, sorry, chapter one, all the way to chapter 11, uh, Mm -hmm. you see, you see David's progression downward. So uh, I want to say in chapter eight or nine uh, is where, um, is you know, chapter three is uh, is where Abner and Tamar that whole uh, you know debacle uh, happened. Um, David is being pursued uh, by by Saul. Um, all these things are starting to happen. Uh, chapter six, Uzzah died because he touched the ark. They improperly yeah. were they were improperly moving the ark and the oxen stumbled. Uzzah touched the ark. Like it's it's literally it's a, this progression. And then somebody else says, be watchful or, 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 you know, be careful. And then David, you know, falls into this, be of good courage. So I, I, I really want to like, you know, when I, when I look at this, I look at how, you know, he Lance kind of, or Pastor Quinn kind of compared these two, especially that Andridzo, my portion um, where it's like, you know, you have to, you know, act like a man and, and be watchful. So I just saw that and I, I was like, man, I, I I didn't notice that before, but in context, it just makes sense. You have to be on alert and on guard at all times or, you know, the worst can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And that's, that's a really, uh, really good observation there, man, of how that flows, right? Mm-hmm. From... Uh, <laughs> just into chapter 11 and then that whole situation it's like you go from this picture of these men standing in battle right you know on either mm-hmm. side ready to help each other to okay now the king is just chilling now you know what I'm saying? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and right. that comfort that comfort right. is where the sin just begins to creep in, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I beat all these people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm in a lap of luxury. And now all of a sudden that sin, uh, comes upon you. So, um, I want to go back to, uh, what he said before he started to actually get into that, or maybe it was after, um, cause my notes are sometimes a little kind of funky, but, um, one of the thing that he said about, cause he went to James one, um, and he, he spoke through or talked through James one. Um, I feel like I'm, my Bible is just going to be just, I'm going to be flipping pages the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, talking, talking through some of this stuff, but, uh, James, James one, one, you want me to pull yeah, it up? yeah, you can pull it up, but James one, what he was talking about was, uh, James one chapter, chapter one, verse mm-hmm. two. And uh-huh. then he said, count it all joy, my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and mm-hmm. let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. And then he skipped down to verse um, 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own evil desire. Then desire when it is conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown gives birth to death. Um, what he was saying, and I thought it was just a phenomenal way to just illuminate this scripture. Um, the trial, that trial, that word for trial 
and temptations are the same word. Mm. Um, he was saying Parasmus. I might have gotten that wrong, but Parasmus uh, is is basically the same word. And and the reason why it's the same word is because it just depends on the context. So if it's yes. a trial, that's a trial that God is taking us through. Yes. You know, for yes. us to to grow and to be strengthened and uh, to to mature, right? Mm-hmm. But the temptation or being tempted is from us. That is that is us. Um, he talked about the test because the testing of our faith is uh, another um, another phrase that's in there. Uh, or, or close to that. And the test really has to do with us uh, going through fire and uh, found through fire is what he was saying. I uh, I was really intrigued by that because of the fact that it's not, you know, a lot of times what we try to do, and, and it's like, you know, I think it's there when it's like, you know, God is, God cannot test us or God cannot tempt us, you know, but he sends us through trials for our growth. I thought that was a really good, you know, analogy just to show us, you know, that that context is important, number one, but also um, it's our own evil desire. You know, what you have up there, right there, 15, desire, when, but each, I'm sorry, 14, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire, which is within us. Dave, David, Dave, like, like, like he's my boy, right? King David, <laughs> uh, King David, when he was uh, at home, at the time when the kings go out to battle in second Samuel 11, he wasn't, it wasn't something, it wasn't a, a test or a trial that God was taking him through because of his own evil desire. He was dragged away and enticed uh, by what he saw. And he wasn't being watchful. He wasn't being mindful. So yeah, man, I, that's what I got from that, man. I don't want to talk the whole time. So Give me your thoughts, man. There was so much good stuff, man, that I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, uh, if you talked for like two hours straight, brother. I mean, because <laughs> stuff was like so good. And I like what that what you pointed out there um, about the trials and the tempted being the same word. I actually wrote some notes down about that, too. And as you said, so he mentioned God himself will lead us through a trial, right? But mm-hmm. then he said, temptation is to solicit us to do evil Mm. and God never solicits us to do evil. Mm. And that is so important. So it's like, it's, it's the, um, you know, like the purpose of it that really determines, uh, what, what we're, what that is, what, whether that's a trial or a temptation. And like you said, he used the word, he, he described the word as, um, something that is from the artisan world when they are crafting um, like metal, working on metal and removing the impurities. Yes. And I really liked that, man. And and you know what? It's funny what I wrote down in my notes about that. And, you know, I'm showing my past of, you know, watching gangster movies here. But, <laughs> you know, you have the term fugazi, right? Yep. Right, so it's like you have the fugazis, which are the fake you know, fake jewels, the fake diamonds and stuff. So it made me think about that, where it's like, man, you might have this, um, you know, kind of fugazi faith going on. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might have this fugazi faith going on if you're not careful, man. And it's like, yeah, yeah but that thing needs to be tested and tried so that we can end up with, the pure, that pure faith that really sincerely wants to honor and follow the Lord, man. So, yeah, that's what I wrote on my notes for that, man. Oh, that's good. I like that, man. I like I like that old thing, man. So let's let's jump then to his points that he was making. Back to that, at least mm-hmm. uh, under under the be watchful and the be a prepare. So right. um, he also brought out. Uh, you know, a couple of things. What I wrote down is watch out for ungodly influences that enter your home uh, through your electronics is, was one of them. So that could be mm-hmm. your, your phones, your uh, your uh, your TVs, you know, streaming services, computers, all those things. And, you know, that is that's that's really, you know, one of the things that sometimes we're, we're really not mindful of. We are 
uh, so tempted to, you know, just kind of be lackadaisical on things that we watch. Uh, a series will come out and we're interested in it. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll just, we'll just, uh, just, just sit there the whole time. And, and, you know, days will pass where, you know, we, we could be doing something different. And one thing that I've been convicted on um, lately, uh, just personally is um, how much time I'm wasting, you know, and, you know, especially when you start to scrolling, you you get to scrolling on, you know, whatever social media app that there is, it's like, you just start scrolling and you'll, you'll sit there and you'll scroll for hours and, you know, you'll look up and you're like, I literally was just scrolling for no apparent reason. And a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to be anything bad. You know, you, you can just sit there and scroll with mindless things versus what I could have been doing. And of course we want to point to, you know, and that's, that's what I mean by being watchful. You know, we can point to like, yeah, man, you know, I'm, 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 I'm learning stuff, but you know, we could have been, you know, spending time with our family. Uh, we could have been cleaning our house, you know, taking care of the projects that we started on and we haven't finished, uh, mm-hmm. reaching out to a brother or sister to encourage them to pray with them. You could be praying, you know, um, we have the concert of prayer. We, we have a long list of things to pray for and That's about. Right. And a lot of times we just are sitting there and we're just scrolling versus, um, you know, just, just taking time out to say, you know what, I'm sitting here wasting time. And if any of you are convicted by what I'm saying, good. Cause I'm not saying this for your purpose. I'm saying this for my own purpose. Mm-hmm. Cause I do listen to this podcast because, you know, I want to hear myself say that, you know, Hey, I need to stop wasting time uh, when it comes down to, you know, my children and, you know, hanging out with them and my wife, you know, being with her, you know, learning more of her because, you know, she is also a a uh, a, a deep chasm uh, that I, you know, don't fully understand as of yet. I, I can still take some time to to learn that and to pour into my children, to pour into other people. So uh, that was one thing that that really stuck out to me. Um, and then uh, a big thing is um, the right kind of preparer looks for any encroaching danger. Yes, and yeah. that encroaching danger really comes up when we're not paying attention, when we're scrolling instead of, you know, preparing uh, for and and watching out for encroaching danger. Yeah. And uh, it actually says, uh, look, look out for any encroaching danger. Uh, he said, look out for any encroaching danger in whatever form it comes. Mm. You are ready to do spiritual battle. So yeah. however, however this appears on your uh, doorstep or on your phone or in your mind, whatever it is, you're ready to do battle. You're ready to, you know, mortify the flesh uh, if, if, if that's what is required or you're actually even able to. Um, because he talked a lot about the context, like you mentioned, in the context of like the home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the one before that was watch out for ungodly attitudes in you yeah. or mm-hmm. your house, and deal with them when they first arise. So yep. you're also looking out as the head of the household, looking out for things within, whether it's your children, your spouse, whoever's in your home. You're you're actually watching out for those things that could basically start to, uh, you know, grow if they're not, basically you have to just nip it at the butt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as soon as it pops up, you have to try to address that. And, and of course, these are not things where we're talking about doing it because, you know, the beauty of all this is you have verse 13 of first Corinthians 16, 13, but we have verse 14, right? Let all that you do be done in love. Right. Oh, so man, we're not, yeah. you know, not talking about this in a, in a way of being um, some sort of uh tyrant within your home or anything like that, or, or being harsh in, in how you do these um, this, you know, perform these duties of guarding your household. But he does, he did, you know, encourage us to, Make sure that we address those things early, that we uh, go after them, that we, you know, lovingly confront those who we need to confront about it and make sure that, you know, the Lord is being honored in in your household. And then, you know, so that starts with us. And then we also have to watch 
others within the household because that's what, you know, the Lord has given us to do. Yeah. And, you know, um, he did kind of put it in the context of, you know, marriage and family and stuff like that. But, you know, how would we uh, as a as as <laughs> we're not we're not the, the old men, we're kind of in the middle. We're the middle age guys, you know, like how would we do that to encourage like a young person, you know, to to be watchful? you know, in, in their situation, whatever it may be, you know, and this is a question for you, like, you know, what, what, what would you say to like a younger guy in maybe his twenties? Um, or what would you say to the, the younger Lou, you know, at that time that, uh, that really is trying to, to, to seek and, and to be uh watchful. What would you say to a guy like that? Yeah, I think that um, the, because he, we did have a lot of younger. Well, there, there were definitely some younger brothers at the uh, retreat as well, at the yeah. advance, I should say, as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, a few fellas came with their sons, which was, you know, awesome, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he did give that instruction where it's like, okay, yeah. So these things, maybe it sounds like it's just restricted to, you know, married people within households. But I did feel as though it was like this is. If you're not there yet, use this as an advice to when you get in that setting, right? If the Lord has you in that setting, but if, if you're not if, if you're not called to to marriage, I think there's still a way that because you're being watchful of your soul, right? Because you're being watchful of your soul and you're trying to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, I I just feel like it would be a um, almost uh, automatic consequence of that, that you would then be watchful of the people around you, right? So I think mm-hmm. that these things, they, you know, they kind of want one flows into another, one flows into another. And, and uh, I do believe that there are, there's more than one way that this can be applied, that it doesn't s- simply... Um, you know, only mean that in the context of marriage can you do these things and follow these instructions. I think that these are things that are um, useful to all the younger men out there. And um, I mean, take take for advantage, man. I mean, take for example, um, in a college setting, right? Take, I mean, you're in a college setting. Let's say you're in a college dorm, right? You're in mm-hmm. a college dorm. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that you're going to uh, have to one. Uh, stay away from yourself. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also ways that you, if, and, and of course this is a little different when you're dealing with unbelievers and non-believers, right? But if you, let's say you have some believing friends on campus, man, like you guys need to be spurring each other on. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that he also mentioned, which I loved, I absolutely loved when he said he talked about male friendships. Yeah. He talked about having strong male friendships and he gave examples of, people in his life who he has these really what you would probably describe as like, you know, David and Jonathan type of friendships, right? Mm-hmm. And how we should as men have those friendships. And he did say, you know, these things are not just for women. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it seems yeah. like, you know, the women can can just click real easily. All of a sudden they're almost like best friends in a month and, you know, everything's great, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just getting along. Um, and, and men, sometimes we um, we don't do that as easily, right? But he said, no, like, you you need to have friendships. And, I mean, just by the mere fact that we're uh, a, you know, it's it's the body of Christ, right, that we know that there are different parts. We should know that there are different people, and in this case, people of the same gender that God has given us to walk this walk with, man. And those people are gifts to us. You know what I'm saying? Those are gifts Definitely. to us. So. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways that these uh, principles can be applied in in a variety of settings, man, um, for uh, men of all ages. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 other, you know, I mean, I, I call it amazing thing that we. Amazing in the in the sense of I never thought about it until you were saying that it's been a very it's been very uh, 
pushed out there or put out there a lot that, you know, men do well or they will do well in isolation. So you even have, I think back to old Westerns, I think of, uh, uh, whatever the guy, you know, he was, it was, uh, it was, it was the, uh, the guy, it was an Indian and his horse and the Lone, uh, Ranger. Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger. Yeah. And even in times when, uh, uh, the, 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 his sidekick, you know, he said, what do you mean? We chemo Sabi? like, what you mean? We, that's, <laughs> right, that's on right. you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it was kind of like, you know, it's kind of a good thing to be alone. And I'm like, no, like, that's when you need somebody that's next to you that is going to be fighting along with you that is going to be a a, a strong person to lean on they'll lean on you you know that it's and and it's been kind of like this thing where a lot of men just kind of feel alone i remember man it was a uh it was this uh uh time in my life where i really thought that i was the only stepdad in the world right I thought that nobody else in the world was going through, you know, the hmm. uh, the things that I was going through. And that was one of those things where when I came to the conclusion and it wasn't necessarily a conclusion, it was kind of like an epiphany that, you know what, I'm not alone, that there are other people that deal with the same thing I deal with. Man, I felt so much comfort. Oh, yeah. I'm strengthened. You know what I mean? Like I can... I can do this, you know, I'm able to do this, but the problem comes down to is that we want to, and we think that we can, you know, do this thing alone and, and not have anybody to support us. But then also in addition to that, we feel, and we don't like to have people, you know, talking and telling us that we're wrong or correction and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, I, I obviously might not be talking about the guys that's listening to this podcast or even the ladies listening to this podcast, but I know it's true for me, you know, that that there's times where I just don't want to hear what's wrong. I, I feel like I'm doing it right. And those are the times where I need to just back up and understand that, you know, God, I need to have those type of people in my life to shepherd me, to to say to me, Hey man, you know, this is not right. And Hey, be watchful, you know, because I'm not being watchful. And when I'm alone in isolation, that is when you know, go back to second Samuel chapter 11. Again, where was David? He was alone on the roof. You know, nobody was with him. And that's when that sin crept in. And here's the other side to it. We think that we're strong enough. We think that we're strong enough to do it on our own. We think that we're strong enough to, to be, you know, you know, just, you know, just out there and, and, and fighting, but that's not where it is. David should have been in the field fighting, but he was alone away from all those things, man. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it really is important and we have to. So, um, I think we've exhausted that, that point a little bit. Mm, mm to that, Good that stuff. next Good one stuff, though. yeah the next one was um be on alert sexually and of course it ties into the what we were just talking about um and he mentioned and this is a a, a great proverb uh solomon mm-hmm. uh king solomon uh when it comes down to solomon obviously um there were some times where he wasn't watchful um but Chapter seven of Proverbs uh, was a real, a real, is a real gem. Um, And he was saying uh, in chapter seven of Proverbs, um, talking about the, the, the adulterous woman um, or the adulteress is what it says is warning against the adulteress. And um, (laughs) I, I never noticed this till now. In verse four, he says, say to wisdom, you are my sister. <laughs> mm. In other words, you know, pull wisdom close and call insight your intimate friend. We're just talking about not being alone. You know, that wisdom there, you know, say to wisdom, you are my sister and call in insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. And then it just talks about how this adulteress has basically just set up everything, you know, um, and and 
you know, set up everything uh, down to uh, verse 18. I've spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. And, you know, Egyptian linen is the best linen in the world. Right. <laughs> you know, um, then you have uh, the uh, I've perfumed my bed with myrrh. And then it says, come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love for my husband is not home. He has gone on a long journey. I mean, it's a setup and, and he knows it's a setup. And then verse 21, uh, with much seductive, seductive speech, she persuades him with her smooth talk. She compels him all at once. He follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. He does not know that it will cost him his life, man, you know, where is his where is his sister wisdom where is his brother you know insight to be there to say hey don't do that you know and then verse 25 let not your heart turn aside to her ways do not stray into her paths for many a victim has laid low and all her slain are a mighty throng her house is the way to sheol or hell going down to the chambers of death and then Chapter eight, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice on the heights besides the way at the crossroads she takes her stand besides the gate of the front of the town at the entrance of the portals, meaning everywhere. And, and how, how, how my, my, my grandma used to say, everywhere, everywhere, wisdom is calling out to <laughs> us, you know, and to yeah. you, oh man, I call and my cry is to the children of man. And it's saying, to everybody, everywhere, everybody is calling out. And, you know, um, I, I really uh, I, I really love that he put that out there, especially being on alert sexually, because guess what? Wisdom is calling out everywhere, but also sexual immorality is calling out everywhere. You know, we don't have to we don't have to go far to get it. You know, I would almost yeah. say that, like, you know, generations past, it was a little harder to find a pornographic image or pornographic video. Now it's everywhere, yeah. you know, and I, and I hear, I can hear Pastor Matt saying it in the men's Bible study. It's like, what are you going to do when that woman pops up on the screen? Because we're not looking for it. It's just, it just pops up on the screen. What are you going to do? You have a choice. And, and that was, you know, that thing of be alert. You know, be be watchful, be alert, be prepared for all of those things uh, that will come at you because it'll come at you and you you won't know if you if you don't know what to do, then um, I, I remember our old teacher saying, make pre decisions, make a decision before you get into the situation so that when you're in the situation, you know what to do, like the sons of Issachar knew the times and then knew what to do. Exactly, man. Yes, the the time to prepare for the war is during the time of peace, right? So yeah. it's 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 in those times when you're, um, you know, reading the word. Your time, those times of prayer, it's like you have to resolve, right? You have to actually have that, you know, resolve in your mind, right? To 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 say that, look, man, this is how I'm going to be. Um, I'm coming after this stuff. If this stuff pops mm -hmm. up, like I'm, I'm taking action. I'm not just going mm -hmm. to idly allow myself to, you know, get devoured by this stuff, you know? So, so when that image does pop up in your mind, you already have it settled in your head. Like, Oh, okay. I'm not entertaining this. I'm, I'm either closing this app. I'm putting this phone down. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Mm -hmm. So there are things that we have to um, actually put in our, in our minds before those things pop up. So it's like just not being um uh passive about it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we can't we can't be passive about these things. We've got to be active in how we fight against, you know, sin, however it pops up, man. We've got to be active and and, and we cannot just sit there and act like stuff is just happening to us. Like no, like you got to, you know, you got to watch your heart, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, you've got yeah. to watch your heart. Mm -hmm. Guard your heart. 
It's the wellspring of life. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought about it. We're going to be here all day if we go through every single one of these notes, (laughs) because we literally could just talk through all of these notes. And I mean, still on day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is the first session, and, and we're what we're so long into this, man. It's, yeah. it's so much. I, I think that the biggest thing is if if we do if we could do like an overview, that's really what it was all about. It was being mm-hmm. watchful uh, mm-hmm. with that, but being on alert socially as well. Um, yes, that was the but, next but, one. Yeah, be alert socially, and and you know one of the big big things that we as men tend to do is we do, we don't do the first two as well. You know, we'll do this one quite well. We are, you know, we'll work hard. We'll provide for our families. You know, we'll, we'll do those things. But what we don't do a lot of times is we just don't uh, go and, 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 and we're passive. That's, that's the word. That's a great word to do. We're passive when it comes to spiritual things with being on guard. We're pretty passive because of the fact that, you know, we think that uh, providing is the 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 be all end all, and it's and it's not. That's that's a part of it. That's a third of what we should be doing. Um, I, I I love what he did when he went through First uh, Corinthians as well. Um, he went through First Corinthians and kind of set us up for uh, for 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 chapter sixteen, and you know the uh, you know going backwards a little bit when it was uh verse uh, chapter 13 verse 11 um becoming a man you know that the in love chapter is what we like to call it I, when i became a man i gave up childish things and a lot of people think that you know the responsibility of of being a man you know really you know rises and sets on being a provider when that's that's not the case at all you know um then in chapter 14, he said, don't be a child in your thinking. But then he says, be a man in chapter 16, you know, and that man really has to do with being watchful and standing firm in the faith. Um, I I really am, am was drawn back uh, and, and convicted by that because I know that there have been a lot of times and still are a lot of times when I'm I'm very passive when it comes to you know, teaching my children, um, teaching my wife and, and, and conversating uh, about and teaching spiritual things. Um, the whole idea of working and working hard kind of overtakes that. Um, so that was, that was pretty convicting for me, man. Yeah, no, that was, um, that was indeed. And, you know, kind of to go back to, you know, when you asked the question about, uh, you know, this being for, just married guys and maybe possibly like, you know, okay, how do young guys apply it? I think there's, there's so many layers to everything that he was saying, man, where it's like, it's not just, okay, married guys, but there's married guys, married, married, married couples with kids, married couples without kids. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yep. like in, in, in my case where it's like, okay, so it's easy to be like, okay, so it's just me and my wife. And so, she's good over there and I'm good where I'm at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, maybe there's not as much responsibility as, you know, looking after and watching after the kids, right. After any kids. Um, but no, like I have to be watchful of, of her walk. You know what I mean? I have to make sure that I'm, you know, washing her with the word. I have to make sure I'm, I'm making that effort. I'm making every effort to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, and and still do things like lead family worship. You know, it may just be the two of us, but it's like, yes, that is the worship that happens in this house. You know, mm-hmm. so I think in any case, it's like, yes, there's 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 different. Um, like all this is going to look different in different homes, is what I'm basically mm-hmm. saying. All this is going to look different in different homes based off of maybe how you know your families are structured, but the role of the men in these homes, man, us as, as Christian men is going to be the same, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the same and, and mm-hmm. we're called to do that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's so, so easy when, you know, uh, you can use certain things as an excuse. Like, so in, in the case that I mentioned before, where it's like, no, I can just say, ah, she's good over that. I just, I was, you know, mm-hmm. watch this basketball game real quick. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if, if that's all I'm ever doing, 
And if there's no times of like intentional reading and leading of the home in the direction of um, the things of the Lord, then I'm falling short. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) here's the other side to it. You know, when it comes to that, who's checking you on that? You know what I mean? Who's checking me on what I'm doing? Who's checking you on that? Who's checking the people listening on what they're doing? And how many marriages, you know, have I seen? Many is the answer to that question before I even ask ask the question. How many marriages have I seen where we thought that things were well? You know, you see people in church and they seem very spiritual and they seem like they're doing well. But really what happens is, you know, the, the, the family is dying spiritually because the man has not stepped up and he's working a lot, but he's not actually you know, leading the family, you know, that's, it's hurtful to say that, but it's, it's the truth, you know? Um, but that is it, that it, it kind of, you know, it sits, think of it this way, you know, why is there, of course, it's the plan of God, but uh, a great illustration of the, the sin entering the world is when Adam sat by and let a snake talk to his wife versus taking that snake and pushing him out the way, and saying, nah, man, you, you ain't you ain't gonna do that. She's not eating of this tree. She's not eating of this fruit. No, it's not happening. Should have made some boots out of that snake, man. Right, man. You know, this the first leathers, you know, on, on the planet. But <laughs> instead, he sat there and he allowed that to happen. And then being passive, he then took of the fruit. And that's when, you know, all eternity, you know, all 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 of us have, have fallen into sin. But yes, th- yes. the thing about it is, it's like that is the whole thing, the the, the whole past. And uh, was it somebody said it uh, recently? Uh, I think it may have been Tom, uh, uh, Elder Tom, uh, where he was talking about uh, Christ setting his his face like flint. He was talking about yeah, he was talking in Luke and how 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 Jesus set his face like flint. That's that's I mean, you want a, a good example of somebody being active. Like he was steady moving towards his death. Like how 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 much more active can you show someone being how how much more can you show somebody being active by Christ literally going to Jerusalem, you know, going to towards his death? And he knew what was gonna happen. He knew what was gonna happen, but he was not passive at all. He was extremely active, overactive, and going towards his death setting his face nothing could stop him in that mission man that's that's powerful man man that is beautiful man and and what a there's just no better blueprint for us than that right like to, Mm -hmm. to just think about like christ having that mindset where it's like he's there he's fulfilling his mission you know Mm -hmm. he's fulfilling his mission no matter what whether he heals people and everybody gets excited and they're trying to, you know, start the, <laughs> I was about to clown some deliverance ministries here, but it'd be like, you know, <laughs> Na- Nazareth deliverance ministries, he wanted to start that up, but he's like, nope, I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to preach to the next town. This is what I came for. You know, so mm-hmm. knowing, knowing just in, in his mind, like this is his mission and he was not going to back down from that, you know? Mm. It's just yeah. we need to have that sort of thing. So what what is our mission every day when we wake up as, you know, believing men, as 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 men of the church? Like what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to have a resolve. We're supposed to be settled in our minds that mm-hmm. we're going to follow God, you know, and you know, however that's going to to look, it, it may cost us some things on the way. And it, it is going to cost us because we know that the scriptures have told us that. But mm-hmm. in this modern time, we're seeing that even more and more. And we don't know when things could change so radically that we're now, you know, when everything is now in jeopardy, right? Where it's potentially yeah. income is in jeopardy, where it's like your safety is in jeopardy. We We don't know when that's going to come. And again, just to kind of go back to what we said earlier, man, if we're not prepared for when things get really rough, you know, if we're, if we're not getting that in our minds right now, then if this stuff kind of, you know, comes upon us in a sudden nature, uh, we're going to be short, 
you know. Yeah, yeah. I I was uh he also mentioned Pastor Quinn also mentioned uh uh first Samuel first Samuel two, uh the sons of uh Eli and how they were uh the 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 term that I like the the urban vernacular that I like to use is wilding. They were mm, just wilding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh with the uh the ladies uh you know in that in that context. And and Eli knew what they were doing. He knew what they were doing, he let it slide, and then um I mean the 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 worst happened. They all died. Both his sons died on the same day. Uh Eli then died. And and you know, he was <laughs> he talked about them uh eating the fat of uh is that first Samuel chapter two? Um, the way he broke it down, I loved it because he brought to Oh, the choice the, meats. Yeah, the choice yeah. meats and and how yeah, I was I was kinda like, well, you know, uh, you know, I I love me some choice meats. But you know, the way that they were he was it was more or less he was abusing it, you know, like that was actually set aside the choice the meats were set aside for the Levites I mean that's what they were they were doing they were doing all the sacrifices and everything, and they had uh the opportunity to do that, and he wasn't being watchful of what he was eating, you know um uh, but then at the same time um <laughs> I look at uh first samuel first Samuel chapter two. And I look at verse 12, the, 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 the heading there is Eli's worthless sons. And I, 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 <laughs> this is tough because, like, you think about it. When, when Samuel, uh, I believe Samuel was the one that wrote this, this book. Um, this, yeah, Samuel, when he wrote this, he said they were worth, worthless. And then verse 12, it says, now the sons of Eli were worthless men. Man, like... Imagine, imagine that's how you remember it as a worthless man. Goodness gracious, man! And and Eli knew what was happening. He knew that they were doing these things, and he kind of just kind of slapped them on the wrist, like, "Come on, y'all, stop doing that." It 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 really, you know, if he was not being, if he was being active and and actually doing what he's supposed to do, I mean, what they, they killed instantly you know he came from eli came from a lineage you know you go back to uh uh was it phineas i I believe his name was you know he 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 completely got rid of the plague by you know putting that spear through uh the man that was sleeping with the prostitute right there Mm -hmm. and you know whole plague subsided like that's the type of lineage he comes from with the levites and then he you get to eli and then all that's said of his lineage is they are worthless men. Like that, that hit me. And then he went back and, you know, began to talk about that. Um, and he says that they, they did not know the Lord is the next phrase. You know, I, <clears throat> I, I tremble at that. You know, what will my lineage, what, what will they say about me? What, am I a worthless man? Well, they say that I'm, I was I was actively pursuing Christ. Was I, you know, not being passive? So, yeah, conviction again, brother. Yeah, man. No, far far be it from us to to be remembered as worthless men, right? Like we, yeah. we need to we need to do everything in our power to not be remembered as worthless men. And you know, just going back to Eli, just it. I, I like how he uh, just showed through the text that it seems as though you know all this bad stuff is just it's just happening to Eli right like oh no mm-hmm. his sons are his sons are wilding out but he's a good dude you know what i mean he's a good dude but his sons are wilding out but it's like no you are he was not being watchful you know like this is on him mm-hmm. this is on him because if he's the one if if he's the one who's in charge of the, of the house of the lord he shouldn't be allowing any kind of nonsense, whether that's from his own sons or from anybody else, you know, but he was willing to compromise, as we said, because of the choice meets and the, and the benefits that he was receiving. So it's almost like when, when there's stuff that's perceived to be good to us, we can easily turn a blind eye towards the evil that's right in front of us. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's being done by other folks, 
And I mean, you you can kind of think about it, right? Like some some situations where some people you you know you could be in a job where it's like, man, you know that you know your boss is not a man of integrity. You know that uh, he's mistreating folks and all this kind of stuff. But you're you're there uh, because maybe he pays you well or he's giving you some sort of favor in that job. And because of that, you won't even speak up when it's time to speak up uh, for the wrong that he's doing, right? So just just Mm -hmm. as an example, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's so many ways you could apply that, but it's like, no, when, when just because there's some benefit that feeds your flesh there, that, that does not give you a license to turn away from the job that God's actually given you to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it contrasts, yeah, it it contrasts the the worthless men, you know, that that Samuel called Eli's sons uh, in Numbers chapter 25. uh, That subheading is the zeal of Phineas, you know, like he had like a zeal about him when he when he uh, did that as a midnight woman, uh, 25. uh, let's see, uh, 10, the Lord said to Moses, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest. So these are Levites, right? Let's turn back my wrath from the people of Israel in that he was jealous with my jealousy among them so that I did not consume the people. And uh, if you look at verse six, and behold, one of the people of Israel came, brought a Midianite woman to his family in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the whole congregation of the people of Israel, while they were weeping in the entrance of the tent of meeting. So he basically just walked past everybody while they're weeping at the tent of meeting because of uh, the the plague that had broken out because of their sexual immorality. And when Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest saw it, he rose, left the congregation, took a spear in his hand and went after the man of Israel into the chamber and pierced both of them, the man of Israel and the woman through the belly. Thus the plague on the people of Israel was stopped. Nevertheless, they those who had died by the plague were 24,000. 24,000 people died because of this. And, you know, uh, the sons of Eli were basically doing the same thing. And Eli just made, you know, no, uh, no action towards that. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want that, you know, the zeal to be the, um, and I want that zeal to be, you know, what, I'm known for that active, you know, uh, that active zeal of Phineas, you know, I should put that on the shirt, the zeal of Phineas, have the zeal <laughs> Phineas, you know, that, that, that disdain for evil and, yes. but being watchful, being, you know, being, a, you know, strong, acting like a man. So yeah, man, I, uh, man, we got, we got so much to talk about, man, but we are like, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, how long is this? We've been on here for an hour. Yeah, we're coming up to an hour. Good grief, man! Like we we haven't so you even might have to do part surface. two. Man, we got to because it's yeah. so much stuff, yes. so much stuff to talk about, man. And and it's and it's so good. I think that the one of the ways before we, uh, you know, obviously, you know, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna have the uh, the gospel play here in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the let's 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 turn a corner real quick and talk about some of the. Uh, some of the other pieces of of in closing, some of the pieces of the the events that were that were interesting. So, number one, uh, I just want to take the opportunity to thank the entire staff of Wabana, uh, just treating us, you know, so well the whole uh, the whole the whole time. Uh, it was great. I mean, we even had a snack to leave and go home with. I mean, they they treated us so well the entire time. So. To, to Neil and to the rest of the to the staff for uh, just taking care good care of us you know things were things were great um, I uh, I do want to remark that uh, you were my roommate and you could not handle the snoring I just want to point that out <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna put that in there man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I woke up and real early and I look up and I'm like wait a minute wait, where did Lou go? Man, Lou retreated. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I understand. Uh, now I understand. Uh, your wife was telling me that you're a pretty light sleeper. You you always prepared. That's the thing. You always prepared, <laughs> always ready. Always always alert. 
Yeah, <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> so uh, there's also something uh, that 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 uh, that happened. Uh, some of the activities that we were doing. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, and and play that clip? And I'm not going to give it any type of setup. I just want you to play the clip so that people can hear it and and understand some of the fun uh, that we were having. So so go ahead and play that clip. All right, here we go. Man, I'm telling you, man, that the video, the, the sound is just as good as the video. Let me tell you, because okay, so if any man was at the retreat, I don't care where you were, you could hear that. You could hear that across the entire campus of Wabana when that mm-hmm. happened. And, yep. and you know what? I'm not even going to tell them who it is. I, I want people to figure out, and on part two, we'll reveal who that actually is. I like that. With the amazing... Uh, I don't know what that is. Is is it a yodel? Is it a is it a is it a a, a cry of <laughs> cry of, of 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 joy? I don't know what that really is, but we'll we'll reveal that on actually because we we got to do a part two, man, because we got so many things to uh, to talk about, especially the part that you know we're talking about doing everything in love. We got we got to talk about that part uh, right there, man. So before we before we uh, head off, any final words you got, man? Well, um, yeah, man, I just want to, like you said, I just want to echo what you said about the staff at uh, Camp Urbana. Just thank you, everybody. It was, uh, we were just treated with so much care and um, just, just the, the, the service, man, was just, just beautiful. You know, we really felt um, taken care of. We had what we needed. Uh, I remember I didn't have... So in my mind, so it was my first time spending the night, right? So in my mind, I heard Camp Wabana. I don't know why in my head, it I heard hotel in my head somewhere, <laughs> right? So I didn't bring any sheets, you know what I'm saying? I didn't bring any sheets, but it, it didn't take long for, you know, people to help me out and to, you know, bring some sheets for me, covers and everything. And so when I fled the snoring I, I i was able to take all of my sheets with me to the other room that i went to and i slept uh very well you know i, I was covered i was warm and i was good you know so yeah just thank you so much shout out to uh you know elder neil um and um yeah this we had a great time there man i'm just looking forward to the next time around for sure yeah, see, that's that's the perspective that some people miss. Like he didn't just like grab a, a one blanket and move. He undid the entire bed and then did the bed, <laughs> made up the bed in another room. That that it was a whole operation. And I didn't wake up until the very end. I saw the door close. <laughs> like he was quiet. <laughs> he made the whole he undid the bed and made it in another room, man. So yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sorry for having to make you move, man. But, uh, you know, I, I slept very well. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. So, well, look, man, we got to do a part two for this, man. This was, this was great. Uh, this was yeah, good. Uh, and especially comparing notes. You know, you got some stuff that I didn't get, you mm-hmm. know, so that's that's really good. So we're going to continue to compare some notes uh, on here, man. And uh, uh, what we're going to do is, is, is break here, come back for part two. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Truth Talks podcast. Uh, here it is. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything, including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good, and just. He must punish sin that deserves eternal, conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin, 
and so be a just judge, and yet forgive sinners, and so display mercy, by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God, to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross, and he satisfied the eternal anger of God, standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone, everywhere, to repent, turn from their sin, and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and this day be reconciled to God. Thank you for listening to the Truth Talks podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at the Truth Talks P1, via Instagram, the Truth Talks podcast, or you can email at the Truth Talks podcast at gmail.com. Please visit our website as well, bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Click on the Ministries tab and click Truth Talks podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. The Truth Talks podcast is a ministry of Belcroft Bible Church in Bowie, Maryland.